I mean, look, am I being dramatic? Absolutely. I thought this week, let's just have a moment to chat one-on-one, -on -one, a little bit deeper, maybe a little bit darker. I, I don't necessarily fall into or fall under the spell of live, laugh, and love. I was looking for answers that weren't just smoking weed and meditation. I find myself rolling my eyes a little bit more than I did. I might actually get to the point of crying on this podcast. That might be a bit of a goal, but we'll see what happens. craziest move that anyone's ever heard of. Definitely a daring thing to do during a pandemic. It was really challenging in regards to little things like even renting a van to go over the border. You know, a lot of uh, companies just weren't doing that kind of thing. They weren't doing the one-way trips. So uh, we made it work. I'm back here. I'm in New York. I'm still in the phase of, I guess, rebuilding a living space for myself. I didn't bring large pieces of furniture, so I'm, you know, redecorating and reassessing my my home nest and surroundings, and I'm also working to once again try to get my schedule in order. So, I thought this week let's just have a moment to chat one on one and uh, I'm delighted for it to be this lovely casual opportunity. It's interesting being back in New York. I, I lived here for a good chunk of my late tween, late teens, not my tweens. That would have been interesting though. Probably would have made me a tougher motherfucker. My late teens and early twenties, and you know those are ridiculously formative years. So New York certainly had its impressions pushed onto me and. Uh, blended into me, which I'm grateful for, but I haven't lived here in, oh gosh, over seven years, about eight years now. And just like your credit score, when you leave America for over seven years, you're completely erased. You're, you're wiped out. And it's funny, I still have, you know, good friends here. I still have a, a very good, solid foundation of people here, that being my sister as one of them, my identical twin sister who you met earlier in this series. Uh, a lot of the burlesque community, not all of them, because like any art scene, it moves very quickly with them. So lots of turnover, lots of new, young, eager talent, my God. And it's so wild to be stepping into an art form of any kind, but performance in particular and burlesque. I mean, it's it's a crazy thing to to try and do amidst a pandemic, but there is this exciting flock of new performers to the scene. So of course I've, you know, I've got a lot of people that don't know me. I've got a lot of this city that doesn't know me. And I I gotta admit, it's a weird feeling. It's strange because this city meant so much to me for so much of my life. And, you know, I often referenced it 
throughout my career as, you know, a, a big reason for who I am and, and how I go about my life. You know, there's a New York way of doing things. And I'd always like to uh, imagine and, and assume that I'm implementing them in my day-to-day -day life. But once you return to a city like this, you realize that it just moves so fast that, my gosh, they've, they've gone on without you. So it's, it's fun and it's also terribly anxiety-inducing to return to a city that you thought you had some glory in and kind of have to rebuild yourself. I mean, this might just be, this might just be the effects of entering your 30s, you know, divorcing all that flash and panache of your 20s, still getting used to that. But at the same time, I, I haven't completely divorced that side of myself. I'm still a huge attention whore. I still love the opportunity to cause a commotion. Uh, again, all of these things are, of course, very challenging during a pandemic. You got to keep six feet, you know, six feet distance between people. You're mostly in masks, which limits how much motion and expression you're able to uh, communicate. And Botox has taken the upper half of my face, so uh, <laughs> rather limited these days. But uh, you know, I, I've been having all this going on in my mind about restarting in a new city and. I'm calling it a new city. I really am. It, it Because it feels like a new city since the last time I was here. I'm older. It's older. A lot has happened. So being in a new city, there's so much potential that you want to seize all of it. I'm having the craziest time trying to arrange my schedule. Uh, I'm exhausting myself trying to do it all, including this podcast. So I, I wanted to let you all know that actually... We are in an interesting transformation here on Licked and Loaded, one that I am so excited to bring to all of you because it's a bit of a new direction. Now, I'm not detouring 180 degrees from the fun we've been having here, but I am looking forward to really bringing some heavier stories into the conversation. I'm very excited about the upcoming episodes that we're gonna be bringing to you right here. So I can't wait to receive all of your feedback on it and to get your, uh, your impression on how you're liking things a little bit deeper, maybe a little bit darker, and uh, perhaps a little more emotional. I might cry. I might actually get to the point of crying on this podcast. That might be a bit of a goal, but... We'll see what happens. Uh, one of the things I did recently while my mind has been racing and trying to pull together, uh, I'll admit it, trying to pull together my confidence for once again hitting the pavement in this city. One of the things I did was I put a post out onto my Instagram. I love doing this. I love putting a question out there and getting the response from uh, my followers. And this one was all about how to how to grow old with grace. And what I mean by that is how to accept aging and not let it pickle you, not let yourself grow too bitter or too sour or too jaded uh, in the aging process. I mean, look, am I being dramatic? Absolutely. I'm at the beginning of my 30s. Uh, but I am starting to think about these things. You know, you have a lot more wisdom and life experience behind you. And I find myself rolling my eyes a little bit more than I did. I used to, you know, be very wide-eyed about 
the world and the people that I could meet and the, the endless possibilities of a night out. But, you know, getting older, uh, your practical mind starts to take over. You begin to um, analyze things a little bit differently. You've got your own philosophies and wisdoms uh, in place. So with that being said, I put this question out to the public and today I'm gonna go through your answers, give you my thoughts on them. I wanted to make it very clear that living a, a, a life and um, growing older, I, I know a lot of you, especially in today's world are saying, yeah, you know how you do it the right way? You know how you, you age gracefully? You smoke a lot of weed and you meditate. Well, this isn't a one-size-fits-all solution to the world. Maybe I'm reaching some of you when I say I was looking for answers that weren't just smoking weed and meditation. So we're going to go through your answers today, and uh, I'll give you my thoughts on them. Maybe we'll find something that works for us, all right? So let's get to it. Okay, so you may recognize this one. Just a little precursor here. I did get a lot of live, laugh, and love variations in my inbox in reply to this. And uh, again, I, I don't necessarily fall into or fall under the spell of live, laugh, and love. Bit of a, a skeptic at times, and I, yes, can be an incredibly cynical person as well. So let's kick things off here. One of uh, the top replies, the very first ones to reply, said, hi, Laura, keep doing things you love. And if you stop loving it, do new things. Isn't that just, isn't that such a, a dream for, for that process to be so smooth and so simple? Here's the reality check is that a lot of the times when we discover we don't enjoy something, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a career, you can't immediately drop it. Everyone says, if it's not working for you, just cut and run. And I, I, I wish that that was an option, but I'm someone who doesn't want to necessarily burn down and scorch uh, the earth with the ashes of a relationship, whether it is, you know, with, with uh, love interest or whether it's with a workplace. I try to, being a pleaser, I try to keep everyone happy in the solution, but I'm also one of those people who can't stop saying yes to things. That's something I want to get better at is if you have an event, I say yes. Um, if you, uh, you know, are, are inviting me to participate in something, even in today's world of online events, I'm like, yes, I'll be there. And I say yes so goddamn often that I lose all of my time for myself. Now, this has been a five-year process of me trying to get comfortable with saying no. I'm working on it. I'm still working on it. In my mind, I do hesitate thinking, I mean, I don't want a no to be offensive. A no doesn't mean we are off as a relationship or our dynamic has shifted or changed. No means I, I, I can't do it. I, I need to be in for myself. Uh, I, I need to take me time. Um, I, I, it's really cringeworthy to admit that I do also deal with perpetual FOMO, like nonstop FOMO. Uh, it's part of why I came to New York City, right? Um, the way that the city I was living in, Toronto, the way that things were going in Toronto with the pandemic and the restrictions and the shutdowns and the lockdowns, I, I, I was going crazy having access to 
Instagram, you know, and seeing how much life was accessible and how other cities and other communities were handling this pandemic and opening up and whether or not they're making the right or wrong decision. I mean, Lord knows we could be shut down once again here. If we've learned anything from this year, over a year now of pandemic, it's that this tug of war with we're open, we're closed, we're open, we're closed. It could go either way, right? Uh, but um, keep doing the things you love. And if you stop loving it, do new things. Excellent sentiment, uh, a little bit challenging to implement because then there's all the anxiety of making that departure. I'm not canceling it out just yet, but I'm saying it is a challenging one. Uh, here's one that came in from uh, uh, a man who says, age is only a problem if you make it a problem. Sure. The reality for me is, in particular, is that the industry that I'm in, I feel no way um, that women of a certain age are, are limited, but it is something that you are made aware of when you're in entertainment or media or any front-facing position uh, to the public. You are you know, reminded, uh, whether it's by the makeup artist that now needs to use face tape to hold your skin back, or you know, whether it's... Um, uh, you know, not getting selected for a certain opportunity because, you know, it would be better suited to a more youthful personality. These, these are realities that I deal with on the regular. I am excited to be uh, a woman, to, and I mean that, not just uh, a young, hot girl, but to be a woman. And uh, a lot more now, I'm being commented on as a MILF which I find really interesting because there's nothing about me that has ever, um, you know, portrayed that role of being a, a MILF, you know, an active woman with uh, children of any sort, but that has become a more frequent term used around me. And I would just love to call it woman. Can we just call it woman, you know? Uh, uh, assured, grown up, adult, motherfucking woman. Let's go with that one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this one came came from uh, an interesting person and it's a interesting outlook that's all i can really say listen to this one on on philosophies on not growing bitter with age don't get attached to anyone or anything and you can never lose anything that will hurt you too much i really can't help myself i can't though when I apply myself to a situation or a commitment, I go full blown. I go, I fall in love hard. I go deep. Um, so this idea of just staying, uh, I guess, distanced from people and opportunities on the regular, that's not going to work for me. Maybe it works for some of you. And uh, it sounds like that would be quite lonely. Uh, that's just my two cents is that it would be quite lonely to imagine going a lifetime avoiding deep connections, avoiding a deep intimacy. I know how challenging it is to try and secure a true deep intimacy for yourself, but the idea of just eliminating it from ever happening and trying to wire my brain to behave that way, it would just limit so much of my artistry. It would limit... Um, how I express myself. I don't think that that is the healthiest approach. Um, I just, I hope that you're able to feel deep emotions when they are the good ones with the life and the parameters that you've set up for yourself. And what about this one? 
tell people to fuck off more often and stop looking at your past. Focus only on your future. I thought though that, you know, the key to um, mindfulness was to focus on the present. Uh, yeah, I am a past dweller. Are you guys past dwellers as well? Do you ever let it haunt you? Does it keep you up at night? Uh, do you find yourself even holding on to some regrets? I can definitely be, uh, I can definitely understand that. I can certainly share in that hardship of, yeah, whether it's feeling sentimental about the past and forever searching to replicate one perfect experience uh, or whether it's looking back and feeling that you made the wrong decision somewhere. I do that shit all the time. I mean, like I said, I'm someone who once lived in New York, then left New York and have then returned back to New York only to realize that everything I had originally built for myself here, some of it's still standing, but not all of it. So yeah, that, that is, you know, obviously an example of how my mind dwells on the past. And that is a very unique and special kind of prison. I would love to be able to eliminate my parts of my, of my memory. That sounds really sci-fi and freaky. And I know that all of our experience is an education, but there are certain things that I wish I could just eliminate, but it would be nice to eliminate them from actually have happening have happened. Isn't that the dream? Isn't that why we fantasize about the time machine? <laughs> uh, here's an interesting one. Literally speed processing and moving on from everything else. So I actually had to look up speed processing because like I know our computers can do that, but I didn't know what that meant as like a, a, a brain training, a, a mental training or ability, right? So I look it up and speed processing uh, involves a trainer guided practice of computer based nonverbal exercises that are presented very briefly and involve target detection, identification, discrimination, and localization. That still sounds like it's just, you know what, that might just be, no, 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 that's for cognitive everyday functions. Uh, I wonder if this is kind of in that vein. I've been talking with my sister about being indecisive lately where I'm so cautious about making the right or wrong decisions for myself, whether it's even something as silly as agreeing to a night out, like, oh, well, let's weigh the options. I could go socialize with friends and check that off my list, but I also could sit and invest some time in this book that I'm reading right now, but I also could really enjoy a night of just sitting and doing face masks and scrolling my phone. I don't know why that, is usually the one that happens, but it kind of, I'll be honest, it kind of feels the best, which is so lame. I've, we've just become conditioned in this pandemic and our limited uh, 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 opportunities of, of where to get joy, where to get pleasure. Um, but I was talking with my sister about it and I said, you know, I, I'm kind of overwhelmed, you know, returning to the world as New York City is starting to open up and there's more opportunities to go out and do things, whether it's eat in a restaurant or go see a live show or just, be around groups of people having a hard time making my decisions and really building even a day plan that is the most, uh, I guess the most beneficial for all of those human needs, the one that checks off the most things on my list, right? And uh, she said to me, Laura, I'm trying to reply and interact with people and make my decisions a lot faster these days. I'm actually trying to 
uh, take on a more masculine approach to decision making. And when communicating with someone else, whether it's through text or whether it's in an actual person to person discussion, she says she's being quite short with them the way that typically men are in business. And she's been trying this recently, like really short, direct answers to things, whether it is attending an event or whether it is, uh, you know, a deliverable and, and when to set the expectation of receiving it. And so that's something that, you know, I, I might want to give it a try. I'm very long winded. Okay. And my mental process can be quite slow. I love to sit in that state where you're building your own pros and cons list and you're kind of you're weighing everything like I will do that and procrastinate doing that um, for hours leading up until whatever decision it is I have to make. I like to make my decisions at the very last moment. Maybe maybe this one uh, works for for you, you angry curmudgeon out there. Um, Honing in on the little things like the sound of rain, zoning out to music, long walks and warm summer nights. I love a warm summer night. There's nothing like it, especially after a hot summer day, a warm summer night. It's like this relief, but uh, it still keeps you very much uh, in, in the mood. You know, you're still so in the mood. Uh, I will definitely agree with zoning out to music. I've been doing that recently and I find it quite, quite a meditative experience. The other day I was walking through Central Park. I was supposed to be running through Central Park, but um, no, I wasn't feeling it. My joints weren't feeling it, okay? My knees in their 30s weren't feeling it. But I went on a, a walk through Central Park and I listened to Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons entire songbook. And it was fantastic. It was fantastic. I was not uh, able to really interact with all of the beauty around me, but it was really uh, special to be kind of in this tunnel of, of just listening to songs that I really like and that I think are really well done and, and kind of letting your mind drift into a fantasy. I love doing that. I really, I can't urge you enough to listen to a full album, everybody. I, I mean, nowadays we just, we go song by song, right? We like go to our Spotify lists and we go down and try and listen to just our favorite songs or songs recommended to us. It's so rare that we sit and listen to a full album these days, but I've been trying to do more of that actually. I, I've done it my whole life, but um, there is such a, a profound uh, journey you go on when you, you sit and you listen to a full album. One of my absolute favorite full journey albums is Bowie's Station to Station. I highly recommend having a sit down and actually listening to that one all the way through. You go through a lot of different head spaces. I mean, he was doing a lot of cocaine when that one uh, was put together. So there is a bit of a paranoia to it, but there's also that invincibility of golden years that you know really is the, the only good thing about cocaine is that fleeting feeling. Um, so yeah, I, I've been doing a lot of the zoning out to music lately and I really like that as uh, a therapy. So do it, pick an album, maybe one that you know one song off of and just listen to where that artist was in that moment. And obviously all of these replies that I got were of course matched with a, a very uh, healthy serving of show boobs, show feet, how much, uh, please, and a lot of uh, 
messages in other languages that included some very lewd emojis. So uh, unfortunately, I'm not able to address all of them, but just kind of rounding things out for uh, this very silly licked and loaded update today. Um, some of my favorites were, uh, it will happen on its own in time. You will not grow bitter. You will completely stop giving a fuck about all of it. So don't worry and let it happen. Loved that one. Um, show feet, please. My gosh, these are really, there's a lot of them. Uh, let me know when you figure it out. Glad to know that I'm not alone in this. And um, keeping my focus on everything that makes me feel good. Isn't that just the, the simplest reality check here for everybody? Doing things that makes you feel good as opposed to the shit that ain't. You know, I, I think it's, I think it's a very major reality that the more things we do that we don't enjoy, the more tension, the more stress, the more anxiety we carry with us. And instead of piling on the medications or the distractions, perhaps, just maybe, get down and dirty on your hands and knees and get elbow deep in the messes that you really need to clean up uh, for yourself. And maybe for others, you never know, right? We, we also have to watch out and be responsible for our actions and how they affect others around us. Um, <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed today's very casual sit down and uh, reply to some of these awesome uh, responses I received here on Instagram this past week. It was so awesome having all of you as enthusiastic as possible replying to, yes, my, my fear of growing bitter and sour and pickled with age. Uh, as mentioned earlier, we've got so many amazing episodes coming up here on Licked and Loaded, so you don't want to miss any of them. Make sure that you like, you follow, and you subscribe to this channel, and I will keep you very well fed. We'll see you back here next time. This has been a Cam4 Radio production. Come say hi at www.cam4radio.com.